Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. The Sap. It's your boy Dave Neal, Tasha Courtney. How are you? What's up? It is Monday uh, morning on the west side of the United States of America. Usually I release these episodes Sunday night. Forgive me for I didn't do that. But uh, we're here. We had coffee and uh, what do we have? Um, almond croissants. So delicious. What's up with Trader Joe's uh, keeping us fat? What I thought they were supposed to be healthy food. I don't think healthy. I think just good quality. Uh, you take those little croissants. You put them in overnight. You let them sit. You turn the oven on. And you just watch a little Megan Kelly in the morning. That's what you do. I, I'm going to be so happy when they take that show off the air because it really fucking sucks. They've spent so much money. They, they really uh, double down on her. On uh, one of the tabloids in the grocery checkout line, it said like Matt Lauer versus Megan Kelly feud. Matt Lauer says, I don't know. It's surprising he's still around. Today's show used to be like no I one was close. he's demanding that they quit that show. Really? Yeah. I mean, according to the tabloid. Well, probably because he I likes know? Tamarin, the black uh, lady. She got kind of kicked out and so did um, uh, uh, Al Roker. But it's like, because they, they, they had better numbers last year with their shitty show now they upgraded her to a full studio audience this and that and it's like apparently the numbers every week they just keep getting worse and worse yeah worse and worse well why would anybody want to watch that she's got zero empathy she comes across as the fakest person ever i still like her i don't get it i don't get it either anyway we're gonna here's what we're gonna do it's gonna be a quick episode we're gonna um i feel like i'm a little hot here let me turn turn myself down we're gonna um we're gonna read a few excerpts from some some books that we like and then uh, we'll get the fuck out of here and start our week. I thought it would be a good motivational start to the week if we could remind... Because we were cleaning out our bookshelf and there were so many books I didn't want to throw out because I read the self-help stuff. So like, I read stuff that sometimes you just got to pull it out, flip to a page and get some inspiration, you know? I almost gave Ashley one of your books last night. Which one? Attached. Okay, well, you can give, you can give Ashley a book. It had bookmarks in it, so I thought maybe you weren't done with it. Well, I was clearly not too attached to the book if I didn't finish reading it. I think she took the Kevin Hart one. Okay. Yeah, that was what I was going to give away. The Kevin Hart one was good. Um, anyway, let's do a few, uh, a few excerpts from The War of Art. So the big, one of the biggest uh, issues I've had with my life, and I think others do. You look, you look, do you have a migraine or something? You're hitting your head. No. Okay. See, I, I feel like you're feeling the resistance already. Okay. The War of Art is about resistance and why we stop uh, pursuing the life we want to pursue, why there's forces that keep us from from living the good life. And anyway, a couple of pages from that, we'll get a, we'll get a, maybe, maybe this resonates with you, maybe it doesn't. Uh, the War of Art is written by uh, Stephen Pressfield. It's an amazing book. Break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles. Um, the most pernicious aspect of procrastination is that it can become a habit. We don't just put off our lives today. We put them off till our deathbed. Never forget, this very moment, we can change our lives. There never was a moment, never will be, when we are without the power to alter our destiny. This second, we can turn the tables on resistance. This second, we can sit down and do our work. I understand it's a little hypocritical because I should have posted this podcast yesterday, but hey, better today than never. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't post it on time. I guess I'll just never do another episode or another blog post or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Do you find yourself in that where you're just like, the, the weight of having to have released something on time is too much, so you just say, fuck it, Trader Joe's croissants? I don't know about like on time, but in general, you know, things that I need to get done, 
don't usually get done in a it's timely just easier, manner. But it's easier to do the laundry or like paint a wall than it yeah, is. Yeah, because you know, like, okay, so I had to upload a bunch of photos, right? Uh-huh. You were helping me. I, I was putting it off because I had to narrow it down because there were too many and I had to choose, right? After you left, after we decided what the narrowed down photos were. You had 13 were, photos. Um, it took another like two hours. It was a nightmare <laughs> because they were all too big a file size. So I had to use that like crappy program to resize the files, which I don't know how to do on that program. So not only did I have to figure out how to resize the files, which was like a whole mess, then it w- it wanted to export them in this weird ass format. It wouldn't save them in like a normal format that this website was would accept. So then I had to figure out how to read. It was just like so many steps. You need a vacation. To get this, what should have been a small task done, which I feel like is what usually happens when you're just trying to like, that's why when you're doing it's easier it- to just do the laundry or do the dishes because you know you're not going to get any surprises with that. It was like a whole mess. Laundry's a math equation. That took like triple the time it should have taken. X plus Y equals Z. You know what you're going to get. You know how long laundry's going to take 40 minutes in the wash, 42 in the dryer. You're going to separate the bras, get the lace out of there. Make sure I don't ruin your clothes. Take all the pens out of my pockets because we will not have another ink gate. <laughs> that was a scary moment when I left a few pens in the old laundry. Surprised you let me do that. So yeah, so it's like uh, resistance comes from dealing with our own shit that we have to do. I got a website that needs shit done to it, but I'll fucking run a marathon and... Anyway, before that, it gets done. So this book is full of gold. I mean, every page you go to has a different uh, a different gem. Resistance and self-doubt. Self-doubt can be an ally. This is because it serves as an indicator of aspiration. It reflects love, love of something we dream of doing and desire, desire to do it. If you find yourself asking, am I really a writer? Am I really an artist? Chances are you are. The counterfeit innovator is wildly self-confident. The real one is scared to death. There's a name for that. Isn't there a name for that whole syndrome? Probably. Like, oh, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. So the, so so like when I get out when I get off stage like last night I had a show and I didn't feel like I really got going. I didn't I felt like it was a little stop and go, but people there was people in the audience that fucking loved it. And and and, I, and afterwards, I, they were like, "Ah, oh, it was great. You had me snorting. I didn't even hear your joke. I was laughing." And I was like, "Ah, yeah, I didn't really feel like I was going. Like, I didn't get, I didn't get that gear that I wanted to get to in the time that I was on stage." And I was like, oh, "Okay, maybe that's that's always better than being like, yeah, I was fucking great, wasn't I?" Like, no, like no comic will tell an, comics will never tell another comic, "Oh yeah, I killed." Because we understand within our industry, it's like, you don't say that shit unless you murder on stage. You really don't. So, like, I could tell you or some close friends, like, oh, yeah, I had a fucking good set. But chances are, I'm going to pick it apart. Because, you know, we see, we see what the final product can be, and we're, ne- we're never really close to that. And that's that carrot on the end of the stick that we're chasing. Do you ever feel that way with your industry? I don't know. You don't know? Do you, were you not listening to anything I was just saying? No, I was listening. I just wasn't expecting you to turn it around on me. Like you weren't that. expecting me to make this a dialogue. <laughs> do you ever feel like you're? Do you ever feel like you're just not succeeding, even though you are wildly succeeding? Um. Yeah. Sure. Sometimes I think everybody feels that way. Maybe you're not getting exactly the kind of work that you want to get, or the level of work you want to get. Mostly for me, is I just feel like life and work has turned into like a series of never ending tasks. 
like you're never finished which i know like obviously life isn't finished get, until you're we're dead we're gonna get you a personal assistant that's what we're gonna do yeah i was having that discussion with ashley last night oh yeah i actually need to make a phone what call. did you say what, what were you saying she was very supportive it I told sounds her everything that you that we were talking about last week um it sounds like stupid from the outside oh you need an assistant you don't have enough time but it's like if you are you're making enough doing what you're doing but you're struggling over the negative things if people listening it's like i tell my mom this it's like get you don't why well, that's, like, you don't that's have time the quality of like a great leader right is knowing how to delegate if i can accept that there are things that i am just not good at that i'm never going to be good at that i'm always going to be dragging my feet and i'm always going to be doing a which is being self-critical job. of your own like uploading photos things like it's fine you're you're allowed to be like we all hate how we look in photos we all hate that but it's just it's you know you've got to um, be able to recognize your own shortcomings and find a way to overcome them and if you can't overcome them by yourself because you're just not cut out for it then it's time to get some help and that's like oh Excellent. And it takes, um, you're allowed to do that. Like it takes my mom, my mom and my stepdad, my stepdad's a contractor, but like if the plumbing goes out, he built the house. He can do plumbing. He's just going to do it shittier than the plumber. Like he's going to do, he's going to make, he's going to jerry rig something and make it work because he has pride. But it's like my, my mom will just schedule things to be done rather than him doing them because it's like, that's not what he's the best at. And it's a waste of his time. So even though he can fix the plumbing, it's it's his value is in a better place. And like life becomes finding out like what your commodity is, what your value is. And so many people, the economy of time too. It's yeah. Like if you're if your time is better spent making money doing something that you're good at, then why are you wasting your time trying to handle something that you're not really equipped for? And like for you, I would say photo shoots. While, while it's exhausting in a, in a way, it's doing photo shoots with new photographers and going to cool locations and things like that. I would, I would say that you love doing that. I don't want to speak for you, but I think you love, but the, but the art of setting it up, I can see, I would, you would rather pull your eyebrow hairs out, <laughs> setting up a photo shoot. What time you want to meet? Wardrobe? <laughs> Hair and makeup? The fuck out of here with this shit! Oh, you need me to be there at 9? I'll be there at 9. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. I'll be there at 8.55, actually. Tell me actually. when to show up. Tell Give me, me the least amount of responsibility. I do not want to have to do my own scheduling. I don't want to have to do any of that. I just want to be able to show up and not have to bring anything. You guys handle everything else. And unfortunately, when you're not, when people that aren't quite making money yet, you got to be your own producer. Stand up comedians have to be their own producer, director, writer, performer, critique. We got to do it all. You got to, we're making, sh- we're, I'll spend more time making a show flyer than I am working on my punchlines. And it's like, fuck, oh, this is annoying. Yeah. You know what? I just had a light bulb moment. Maybe I'm never meant to be a producer. Maybe that's not my strong suit, you know? It's like, not. I've never enjoyed it. And I was just sitting here thinking, like, oh, maybe I was better at it before and I just burned out on it, wondering if, like, you You'll ever reach this like burnout phase where you're just like, I can't anymore. No, I think maybe I never liked it. There's things about <laughs> producing that I like. Like I, I was, um, you know, social chair and you're producing a party. It sounds st- so stupid to say that, but you're producing. You're like, all right, we need the, we need the ice luge to show up by five. We got to get, somebody has to get the um, blowtorch so we can carve out but the slalom and the ice because luge. You're, you're producing like fun. You're not producing like oh, work and it doesn't have that sort of, pre- I mean, uh, I guess a party does have pressure attached to it, but like oh, man. no matter, like you can't really screw up a party. Like if the ice lose is 30 minutes late, like but tell, but like a wedding uh, event planner or someone who's planning any party whatsoever, they, they want it to be uh, on their terms. They know like, what, 
that who wants to plan their own wedding? That's why wedding planners are like such a good business. Yeah, you want that's you want the hard, wedding that's planner. That's so much pressure when it's your own thing. Boil every decision into a multiple choice. Three to four options. Don't give me a full book of of color palettes. You know what I mean? Like get it get it to a point. I was reading a really interesting you're not going to find this interesting, but I thought it was interesting. An article yesterday that one of my friends from college who was recently married posted this and she said it was about like I tried to recreate my parents' 1978 wedding to see what the cost would be. Um and so her parents had like a, the most grandiose wedding in 1978 and they adjusted like the dollar amount that they spent on each item. Her dad like an accountant or something so remembered like line item you know how much each thing costs and uh so they adjusted for inflation right that like the two thousand around dollars that they spent in 1978 adjusted for inflation should be around ten thousand dollars today and i really yeah that was like the inflation and then but what it actually cost she called the church where they got married she called the floor she called about the cake which they don't even make cakes that big anymore um fried twinkies they it was like wildly expensive like three times the amount you know like minimum getting all the discounts she could thirty thousand dollars people see dollar signs when they when they see shit like that i mean but i think that the you know there's there's a reason why that stuff is is so expensive and it's um it's it's time it's a special day people expect everything to be perfect and uh you know it's it's like a once in a lifetime thing I don't know. That's just, that's what they're selling. To yeah. You, that it's like, oh, you can't fuck this up. And it's like, well, who said it was going to be fucked up in the first place? I mean, yeah, but I get it. I mean, it's it's a whole crock of shit. You gotta you gotta do it yourself to an extent. So like, obviously, like you're not going to do it yourself. Like that's not no one. It's not. It'll never be worth the pain and suffering of like of dealing with shit. The last thing I would ever about. want is to like be stressed about something that's supposed to be like an easy decision but that's what happens when we go line dancing like it's just you know what i mean that's it's, not what's stressful about line dancing just what are we what, what you're gonna wear pretty much that's it everything <laughs> that's else it. is fun everything else is fun we gotta go we gotta go soon line dancing not uh, in this episode we gotta go to the line dancing soon that's what we do here now folks we do line dancing uh we've uh we've, we're we're evolved now in our 30s those of us that are in our 30s i'm not outing your age tasha but those of us that are in our 30s <laughs> have evolved and we do line dance, and we do what's fun. Do more of what's fun in your life, and less about the quote-unquote necessities, less of the bare necessities. Do you know what I mean? Like the, so, so. No, no, that sounds like you're saying the wrong thing. I'm, you mean the expectations? What's uh, expected of you? I'm, yeah, I'm saying age. like I'm saying like now that we've had the epiphany, which it really was. This was maybe the epiphany of 2017 when I was on the couch, and I do want credit for it because i'm always looking for ways to make your life easier because i like i kind of feed off of like having multiple things on the on my plate i do but once i became aware that you had the funds available to have an assistant i realized you need the help and 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 (laughs) that makes me feel so and i'm not saying like someone does your laundry like whatever but it was a it was just an epiphany moment where like oh you have things that need to be done that that can be done uh, 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 running parallel to what you actually do for work. So get those done. Have someone help you out a couple hours a week. It'll the, f- the five hours of help that you could get a week will greatly... It's like people with clean... Like If someone wants to be the, the person who cleans the house, pay them to do it. 
you don't i mean to, you don't have to take pride in the fact that you come home at night and cook and clean and do all these things just enjoy what you do and then if you can afford to turn that into profits take the money and pay to have other shit disappear anyway the book the war of art is fucking brilliant quick a quick other passage fear because the whole everything in life revolves around fear the po- the political climate the environment everything about the world around us we're sold on fear fear is just a greater technique but love is above fear it's a higher energy so how do we get rid of that fear resistance feeds on fear we experience resistance as fear but fear of what fear of the consequences of following our heart fear of bankruptcy fear of poverty fear of insolvency fear of groveling when we try to make it in our own wait fear of groveling when we try to make it on our own and of groveling when we give up and come crawling back to where we started because everyone in the everyone in their mother in our industry has moved back home for a few months because we fucked up like we're like we're betting we're we're betting on ourselves and sometimes we're not ready for it or we take a left turn when we wanted to go right we juke we jive that fear of of starvation that quote unquote starving artist is a fear that keeps people from pursuing the life worth living fear of being selfish of being rotten wives or disloyal husbands fear of failing to support our families of sacrificing their dreams for ours fear of betraying our race our hood our homies fear of failure fear of being ridiculous fear of throwing away the education the training the preparation that those we love have sacrificed so much for that we ourselves have worked our butts off for i can't tell you how many people i know like i went to business school with this girl uh in in france we that i studied abroad with and we 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 had very expensive business degrees and now she um now she like colors other people's hair she has like a hair salon fucking yes that's but, but like so many people would be so stubborn to do something outside of oh i paid to be a this no whatever take the turn that you're taking and just run with it hit the hole hard so at the time she had so much pride over what she was learning and this and that and and then she just realized hey i want to i want to cut hair just because she decides to you know become a hairdresser doesn't mean that she's not putting her business degree to use oh absolutely you know she maybe she owns her own salon maybe she's like manage it like if she she could never have done that without her business. Absolutely. Degree. I think that, you know, you've got to follow your heart and what makes you happy, but don't think for one minute that any time that you've spent or any learning that you've done is wasted. It's not wasted. It, it's a cumulative but it feels wasted life. in the moment when you're weighing the options and you go i can't do that i can't write a book i have a degree in a, you know uh, i'm a dental assistant i'm a de- i can't write a book i'm a dental assistant and you're literally and in hindsight something's going to cross paths and you're going to learn a lesson from being a dental assistant and you probably can't escape your path your path either can't escape your path like no matter you can either choose to follow your heart now or you can suffer for a few more years and follow your heart later uh, but uh, yeah i meet poets and in uh, in st- comedians that are in their 60s that are retired marines i mean you just meet these beautiful people and but you can tell that they that they wish maybe 30 years earlier they would have started that but the best day to invest is today and the best way to invest is in yourself and actually doing and and we're finally in a society where where there's you YouTube channels or podcasts, people have their own voice and their own art and they can share it with the world and they can begin. It's all about beginning. Um, they're all serious fears, but they're not the real fear, not the master fear. The mother of all fears that's so close to us that even when we verbalize it, we don't believe it. Fear that we will succeed. That's the biggest fear. We all have it. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm ready to succeed. You know, that's the fear. But, you know, by, by also not being overly confident, like, I'm not afraid of that. 
you know, like it's by admitting the fears, we're kind of like we're close to them and we're willing to overcome that. I don't know. I had one more. What are we at? 20? I, do, I, had to, I had to blur out about a minute. So about a minute off because I said something. So if you're listening to this, you didn't hear what I said, but I said something at minute 15. And Tasha looked at me and I go, oh, that's coming off. <laughs> that's coming up. <laughs> I mentioned something I wasn't supposed to mention. No, she's not having a baby. Are you? Not that I know Big of. nose? Not that you know of? That would have been a, that's, yeah. Uh, the four agreements. This, I'm just going to end on the four agreements. Just going to read them for everybody. Sorry, folks, if this seems a little bit like um, pompous or me just like uh, shouting down some beliefs. But, you know, these are different books from different parts of the world and they're all amazing. And um, I have to remember these things every day. The four agreements. Be impeccable with your word. Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. That's a tough one. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. The second agreement, don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. Nothing others do is because of you. Remember that when you're driving to work today. The fucking guys cut me out. Nothing others do is because of you. Don't make assumptions. The third agreement, don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. Don't make assumptions. Number four, always do your best. Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. Boy, that's that one hits me the most because I know when I come home from like a long, you know, day of work or I, tonight, tonight I have a stand-up show at midnight. I'm going to come home, whether the audience was good or not, I'm going to lay my head on my pillow and I'm going to feel like I did my best and I'm not going to, because I did, because I showed up and I know just by showing up that I already have the jokes, that I'm working on things, but just by showing up, I'm going to feel fulfilled and I'm not going to be a piece of shit or as much of a piece of shit to you because I'm not putting something off. You know what I mean? I'm taking care of things I need to take care of and there's no regret when you do that. Which ones of those kind of hit your heart, hit you the most? Mm. I think the impeccable with your word is like really a powerful thing. That goes along with the secret, right? Yeah. You've got to like If you say something negative, you're, you're gonna, putting it out into the universe and you're only going to get more of it back. Like you really you should be having like the headspace and making sure that all of your words are like things that are positive for you, things that are good for you, things that are positive for others and good for others. What did you put out there this year for you? Just like my share, goals? Share, yeah, share with the audience. Um I had a certain amount of money that I wanted to make did you hit and it? I think so. Was it an aggressive amount? Yeah. Okay. What else? And uh, I wanted to travel more. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Colombia. Where else? Mexico. Which parts? Loretto. The West Coast. And. Um, Yucatan Peninsula. Yeah. Where else did you go? Cozumel, Tulum. There you go. Did you blow out an eardrum swimming after a sea turtle like me? Nearly. <laughs> anyway, the point is, it's scary shit. This simulation we live in. Right, we're watching this 60 minutes episode where it's like, oh yeah, we're like get, <laughs> smoke some weed, and next thing you know, they're talking about the three trillion universes and this and that, and holy fuck, nothing matters. Do your shit, have fun. We're tiny specks of dust. Yeah, be a tiny speck of dust. Be the be the best tiny speck of dust you can be, 
and uh, and just fucking own it. So share it with your friends this episode. That actually <laughs> that feels like really comforting. It's almost better to know that you don't matter than to have the pressure of mattering, right? If you're just a tiny speck of dust, then you can just live your life and be your speck of dust. You should write the, a, make the a pressures book. of like this earthly experience are so overblown. Where like, do those we pressures just imagine come from? Them ourselves, ourselves, and they're imprinted on us. Family. Yeah, I mean, I guess they come from like society too, but like, but it's also like a genetic code that was like used to be needed more than now because like we had to fucking survive. It's like, okay, folks, we're gonna survive. Now we're gonna thrive. Last book, Mark Manson, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Um, Just real quick quote here. Um, Whether you realize it or not, you're always choosing what to give a fuck about. People aren't just born not giving a fuck. In fact, we're born giving way too many fucks. Ever watch a kid cry his eyes out because his hat is the wrong shade of blue? Exactly. Fuck that kid. When you're young, everything you give a fuck about, you care so much. Then you see these old people dancing. They don't give a fuck what they look like when they're dancing. Be that old person dancing, everybody. Be out there and just march to the beat of your drum. And that's and that's one of the lessons I think emerges the older we get in life. is like it doesn't matter. The closer you can be honest to who you are, the more you separate from, from the norm and the more you're attractive to others because you're just you. This goes for dating. If you're single out there, having a goofy-ass time at some bar, being the best version of you, yeah, the stuck-up chick might not like you, but the cool, goofy chick might. She may be like, that guy looks like fun. He's doing a magic trick with his buddies or he's making, you know you know some you know he whatever whatever it is so so just quit giving a fuck about as much as you can and put that energy into actually working on yourself um is my advice i'm giving to myself because this is not preachy so much as reminders it's a practice it's a daily practice so we're uh we're at the benchmark we've hit the half hour ish um anything else you want to say um, what, what are you working on this week got a busy just week just working yeah it's busy and I'm already tired. I don't understand why I felt so tired. It's for the resistance. Two weeks. It, I guess so. We're doing the right thing. We got our B vitamin vape pen. Oh yeah, Jeez, I should take a couple <laughs> of puffs of that. Yeah, we're putting as much into our body as good as possible. Um, I turned down a big dinner last night before my stand-up show. I just had a bowl of chili because I was like, I don't need, I don't need a basket of French fries to be sitting in my stomach while my brain tries to think. I just don't. I just need to be hungrier. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I don't want to have like, like a... Like, figuratively and literally. It really is literally. I mean, I need to be hungry out there and, 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 and not feel be full and bloated and sedated. I don't want to be sedated when I when I don't have to be in this world. Um, and that's my sugar addiction, folks. Um, oh, we, we should, should we mention the burning Kentucky? That's a nice That's a nice little thing to end on. Uh, well, I actually, I have um, a couple shout outs and I have one right here and then I'm trying to think where the other one is. I think Shout I maybe I screenshot it, but uh, Justin Erickson Photography sent me a message on um, Instagram. Hey, listening to Sex Actually podcast has been super fun and entertaining. Getting to know you and Dave, you guys are simply amazing. Oh, that's very so sweet. Thank you, Justin Erickson Photography. Oh, thanks, Justin Erickson Photography. Yes, yeah. yeah, super and, cool. And he didn't send you a dick pic, so that's a plus. Thank you so much for not sending me your dick. That's going to fire in Which I'm sure it would be like time. a really excellent picture since you're a photographer, but thank you. Um, yeah, what I lens don't did you use it. on that dick pic? What was that a nice, uh, <laughs> is that a Zeiss lens you used? Is it 12 to 24 wide angle? Uh, 
and then let's Good see if I can find focus. this other one. Maybe you can talk for a minute while I look. Um, so we went, uh, just another example, a real quick example of kind of like letting life come to you. Um, I was in Santa Monica and met this older couple that um, I'll call them, I'll call them in their fifties. So it's uh, age is relative, but they were like parents age. And it's funny. I love meeting people that are my parents age who treat me like an adult. Cause you just never, you know, parents, they, they, they can try their best, but you're still their kid. They're still trying to embark wisdom on you, this and that. But we met this nice couple, the Showalters, and and um and uh, so I met them, and they were like, "Oh, you should come. You should come to the screening of a movie. My uh, my daughter in law has a movie coming out. We're gonna have a screening at her house." And I was like, "Oh, cool, cool." But like, you know, sometimes you do that, and it's like really garbage and this and that. So I was like, "Oh, what's it? What's it called?" And she said something about Kentucky. And I was like, "Oh, my girlfriend's from Kentucky. This is cool. I'll tell my girlfriend." I told you about the movie, and you were like, "Is it burning Kentucky?" And it turns out you had been following this movie on Facebook, you know, as it's Stuart's Kickstarter phase yeah, and this I, and that. I feel like I had seen maybe the teaser trailer when they were doing like fundraising It's or a something. thriller that takes place in the Appalachian mountain range of Kentucky. It's a, um, a, a dueling family uh, thriller indie film and uh, they had finished it. They had shot the film and and um, anyway, so we went, We so I was like, you know, I, I did the Yes Man. It would have been easy to be like, nah, I can't go, but I was like, all right, cool. So we went Saturday night to the lady's house with like only 15 to 20 people. We had we had some beers. The dad gave me a koozie, which was amazing. Whenever a dad hands you a Coors Light and a koozie, that you know it's going to be That's a decent legit. time. Yeah, these guys knew what was happening. And we watched the film and we got to watch it before the color correction and the picture lock. For people listening, like, you know, the final product, a lot goes into it. You know, like you'd have to... It's not just shooting it. It's like editing and re-editing and Q&As. And sound score and, and like what, you know, hearing people and dubbing lines. Like it all has to be the the what you see and hear is like well thought out and and so we had we watched it and gave notes and they're gonna do another edit and this and that but it was just really cool a cool moment to just uh, check out somebody's artwork uh, appreciate it just as a consumer and kind of be a part of literally a stranger's passion this is their passion project for years and we're just there being like oh tell me more about this guy was like we're just you know just normal you know but it, but it, it came about because. You know, we met some cool people. We brought them some soap, some ta-da soap, um, which, by the way, see if Justin wants some soap for the photographer. We'll send him some soap. <laughs> Just pay us. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, it was a good example of, uh, of a good good uh, activity we did that was um, maybe less, um, you know, I don't know, just like selfish, like, oh, but I, but I have this thing. Like we had other things to do, but we didn't give a fuck about them. We're like, we're going to go watch the screening of the thing and um, see what happens from it. And um, anyway, did you find out what you're looking for? I did find one more and I feel like I have another one from Snapchat that I had saved, but well, save I don't the know next, where that Save is. the next one then and just do well, this one. Uh, yeah. So from only the best one on Instagram, send us a message. Hey, Tasha, I just wanted to tell you the podcast with Katie Bar- Barbara. Barbara was one of the best things ever. Thank you so much for sharing such a positive, uplifting experience. Keep it up, guys. Hope you're having fun down at the cruise shoot. So, yeah. They, Who is that? Uh, only the best one. Is it a guy or a girl? Don't know. It's a... It's a pay- I can't uh, click on their page because well, it's a Thanks. screenshot. We, we, lo- we love the feedback. And that was on your Instagram? Yeah. At Tasha Courtney. People are... You're getting a lot of messages on your Instagram. And I really appreciate... I didn't know you got those. I, I always love hearing when you get... Yeah. I know, I've, well, this he sent me this at the beginning of September. And, hey, a little uh, bit of resistance. That's fine. You know, so I just forget while we're chit-chatting on the episodes... 
you know. So hey, I it's good. For those listening. But thank you so much for sending me a message. We really appreciate it. It might sound a little bit needy of me, but um, the feedback we get, we really like. Uh, please keep sending that. You can you can be critical if there's something you would like changed, but we've done a good job of kind of uh, getting better audio uh, technology and trying to provide you with uh, friends that we have that have great stories about their sex, dating life, their family. That's what it's all about. We're not trying to be heavy hitters here making you all cry. We're just trying to share some experience. And um, I'll, I'll end on this. Uh, uh, so let, 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 I'll, I'll shut everything out. At Sex Actually Pod is the Instagram. At D Neils is my Instagram. Tasha's at Tasha Courtney. You guys already know that. Send us a message at uh, send us a message sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. We have uh, thousands of uh, subscribers and listeners, and all, um, and and we have about nine of you that we actually know. So that means nine hundred and ninety-one of you. Get your shit together. Send us an email and quit lurking. Tell me about yourself. What's going on? I want to know when you lost your virginity. Are your parents together? How's life going? Are you in a relationship now? Are you happy and single? Do you use condoms? Do you have any STIs? Um, are you watching Nashville season six? It's coming out soon. What? Tell me about your life. I love hearing about it. Um, to the mom, to the divorcee in Virginia, what's happening? Dara's doing CrossFit in Florida, kicking ass. We're over there in Vancouver, chilling in Canada. We love all of you. And I'll just say this. I'll just, and I want to say this. I posted this as a Facebook. You probably read it, but it's just a quick, very touching story. I met a lady yesterday. She looked crazy as fuck. I didn't want to talk to her. I decided I was in a bad mood. I decided I just wanted to put my headphones on and not, and this chick, she was like, oh, let's, I was, I was doing my side job, which is driving tourists around town. And she wanted to go to all these places. And I said, I can only take you to one, pick a, pick a place. I'll take you there. I was being a real dick to her. And she was in her sixties. She was like, I don't know where I want to go. She was just take me around. And so she, we gets to chatting and she wouldn't shut up. So I just, I decided, all right, I, I can't battle her high energy with my low energy. So I, I took her high energy and we had a good conversation. And then afterwards, she said, you know, the reason I came into town from Scottsdale, Arizona is because I had to put my dog down on Friday of 16 years. Oh, she had a little, she had, yeah, she had, and she was like, you know, he would have been a model. This, he was a good looking dog. He was great. She was like, I can't be mad. And I was like, you can't be mad. 16 years with a dog is an amazing amount of time. She was so positive and it was a nice experience to like get to know. Yeah, it was to get to know like a lady that I didn't want to get to know. I didn't want to know another person yesterday. I wanted to just be in my average energy, not low or high. Just, I wanted to get the day over with and whatever. And then this lady was like, she just wasn't having it. So we got to talking and we hung out and I, and I, and and we, and, and hopefully, hopefully she, and then I left and then I let her go and then I let her go and she you just walked away. You opened up to this experience, which turned out to be a really positive one. And who's, and who did it affect more? Her or me? Think me and now you. I've passed it on to you and hopefully those listening. Open up. And of course, you know, not having grandparents, I'm always like, like I said the other day with a guy who called me son, I'm really opening myself up to, to grandparents. So I called her my uh, grandmother figure, right? My momentary grandmother, MFG, MGF, momentary grandmother figure. She was my MGF. So find your momentary grandmother figure. Let these people into your life and um, just be acceptance of the love that's out there. Hey, look, I got a little tear. Not bad. Maybe that's the coffee of the croissants. Anyway, we love all of you for listening. Write to us. Let us know how it's going. We'll have another episode up in a couple of days. Have a great week, everybody.